0: Welcome back to Experts Only. I'm your host, John Powers. I'm the co-founder of Clean Capital and served as President Obama's Chief Sustainability Officer. On this podcast, we explore solutions to climate change by talking to industry leaders about the intersection of energy, innovation, and finance. You can get more episodes at cleancapital.com. new year and welcome back to experts only i'm your host john powers today we're talking with rob diamond who's a return guest For folks that don't remember rob he and i had worked together in the Obama administration and he's been really doing an amazing job building an infrastructure practice to help people understand both the bipartisan infrastructure bill as well as the ira and how to access those dollars and get them moving into your community So Rob and I are going to talk about where we are today in terms of the implementation of these generational pieces of legislation. As always, you can get more episodes at cleancapital.com. We're looking for ideas and who we should be chatting with this year. So please let us know what the conversations we should be talking about to help drive the energy transition. Thanks so much. And I hope you enjoy the chat. Rob, welcome back to Experts Only.
1: Thanks, John. Great to see you and and happy new year.
0: Yeah, happy new year. Uh, You know, when you and I sort of set up this conversation, we wanted to talk about the progress that's being made around the monumental legislation that's the bipartisan infrastructure bill and the inflation reduction act but before doing that, you know, for, for listeners, you've been on this show before, Rob and I know each other from uh, previous lives in Washington, where we worked together both in the Obama administration. Uh, Rob is an Annapolis grad, a Navy officer uh, and has really gone on to build quite a, a private practice. He now is a, a Capitol council and is helping to lead uh organizations, nonprofits, cities, and others to understand and engage on this legislation. Rob, do you want to talk a little bit about your day-to-day work at Capital Council?
1: Yeah, thanks, John, and um, appreciate um, you having me back. Uh, it's great yeah. to, to be on be on the podcast again. Uh, glad I didn't ruin it the first time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I said, "Anyone, yeah. listen, Rob, I'm just saying you're back." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not sure how many people get invited back, but I, I feel honored. Um, not many, not many. Uh, and, and 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 appreciate the introduction. You know, and again for listeners, Rob Diamond, I'm a, a partner at Capital council where a Full-service bipartisan lobbying and advocacy firm in Washington D.C. We've been around about 17 years, uh, and I, I lead our executive branch practice and our and our infrastructure implementation group. Um, and so my day-to-day focus is uh, on the uh, Biden administration, um, and then in particular, you know, uh, as we saw two years ago, now the the just as you mentioned the the, the monumental impact and scale of, of both the infrastructure bill and and then the inflation reduction act and and then the chips act and 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 you need to go all the way back to the american rescue plan i mean just just really yeah. um you know, monumental and, and and gargantuan pieces of legislation we 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 saw the need instantaneously to help um clients uh navigate these um uh these laws uh and and to your point um Across the full spectrum, from from cities and states and counties uh, to, to nonprofits to to private sector entities, uh, the, these touch all of them, and there are enormous opportunities um, and challenges for 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 all of those entities as well. And so, we've been very focused uh, on on those uh, uh, now now going into year three of of the infrastructure law and um you know uh, uh, although the IRA was passed you know in in 2022 it, in, in many ways it's just still the first inning of the implementation of uh, of that law and so um a lot of opportunity ahead a lot of challenges ahead um and it's a critical time uh for folks to be staying engaged and if they haven't been engaged to 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 be engaged on these um topics now
0: yeah, for folks that are outside of the the Washington bubble, may not pay attention to some of the conversations that are happening
1: as, as closely as you
0: and I do. You know, I want to actually. I usually end this podcast by looking forward to twenty thirty, and then sort of looking at looking back to how how what we're doing today will progress. I want to sort of start the conversation that way, though. And if we look forward to say twenty thirty and look back at the fact that these, as you said, these monumental pieces of legislation, I think you you correctly added the Chips Act in there. I think folks may not fully understand the impact that's going to have on U.S. manufacturing and some other really key uh, drivers for the economy. You know, what will this marriage of bills do to sort of revamp uh, the clean energy transition, climate change, our economy? You know, how are they going to help drive change across the uh, the ecosystem?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a great sort of... Step back to, to, to take that long view and, and and recognize that that this is a uh, for the first time in in nearly 50 years you, you know you have the federal government really changing the industrial policy of the country um, and that's in regards to both you know how we produce and, and consume energy you um, the the the, gov- the federal government really I- incentivizing and accelerating the transition to electrification um and then the re-onshoring of american manufacturing um and that's both the, really in, in the energy sector um and and you know we talked about we mentioned the chips act and it's a little tangential to this conversation but but really the the the, the onshoring of, of of the semiconductor you know uh, uh, yeah. industry and so th- it's the this, energy th- industry for sure yeah. for sure, uh, and the national security of the country. yeah and, and, and yeah. so you know at, at a very macro level, you have this um, you have this sea change in the industrial policy of the country, and I, I think it's really important to recognize what's going on um, and and the inherent um, opportunities within that and then certainly you know with something that that large and with that much change um, coming that quickly. All the all the all the challenges that uh, that are associated with it. So, I think you know when you when you look towards 2030, you um, know, and, and 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 there's a lot to play within that. Uh, obviously, we'll I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about um, uh, impacts and in, in changes in Congress and changes in administrations. But you know, were this glide slope to continue, you know, you're going to be looking at a fundamentally different country. You know, or or. Um, are we all driving electric vehicles and, and has, has, the, has the gas turbine engine gone away And by 2030? Uh, you know, how, how many vehicles are we selling? You know, where, where are we on, on producing uh, uh, um, a domestic battery supply chain and critical minerals and uh, a, a new electric grid, um, you know, universal broadband access and um, just all of these uh, um, big opportunities that really will, I think change the way we live and work and, and learn and, and play every day uh, um, yeah. when, when they really mature uh, over the next, you know, five to six years.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a true investment in sort of the future of the country if, if it's executed appropriately um, for, just to do a little recap on uh, the, the infrastructure bill versus the IRA for, for folks that may not remember as clearly, you know, if you go back to the politics of it for a second, the infrastructure bill was a compilation of things that could be agreed upon by both Republicans and Democrats. There were major investments in our infrastructure which we needed to get done. There were certain components of that that was really, truly a, a target list of, of things that could help drive both action on climate, uh, the, the clean energy transition, which obviously had a lot of uh, uh, force forceful pushback by status quo groups like fossil fuel industries and others. Um and then the IRA is was a separate piece of legislation that ended up getting truly passed because of Congress. Uh, Senator Manchin and, and Joe Biden were able to come to an agreement and, and and get that 50 uh first vote, maybe is that the best way to put it, uh, and get it done. Um what what's in those two that are different? Like and then how do they how do they complement each other?
1: Yeah, sure. I think you know, we all know that for, for years, if not decades, um Multiple Congresses and multiple administrations have have tried to pass um, large-scale infrastructure investments. Uh, it's been infrastructure week for a long time in yeah. Washington, D.C. It, it became a running joke. Um, but, uh, but in, in, in 2021, um, you know, the Congress and, and, and the Biden administration were successful in, in passing a nearly a trillion dollar uh, infrastructure, a bipartisan uh, package at the end of the day. Um, and and it really you know think think roads and and bridges and and rail and broadband and and water uh, and 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 a big piece on, on on the energy grid. Um, yeah. um And so um, you know a, a, a truly a, a, a historic bipartisan piece of legislation that that's making a generational investment into our airports and um uh, and, our, and our and our ports uh and, and and our and our bridges and our roads etc um we're now in the third year of of that law which was which is a five year um piece of legislation that the programs were were authorized and appropriated over a five year cycle uh and so we've got two years of the infrastructure law under our belts uh the agencies have been um uh Implementing those programs and, and spending down that money uh, over the last two years. And, and now we're in, uh, in uh, the start in 2024 of a third year of. Um, Can I pause you for a second
0: there, Rob, just to, to paint yeah. a picture for folks that are not as close to it as you are every day? When this bill passed, the administration put out a bit of a playbook on how it was going to get done. If you're in a bureaucracy, all of a sudden you're tasked with deploying billions of dollars, and in some cases, yeah. trillions total and understanding how to set execute on that the first year of that was really writing the ship and figuring out the rules it was year two getting the programs moving and now we're really in execution mode where dollars are flowing and and grants are moving and etc
1: yeah it, it, it's it, it, it's 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 hard to um, it really goes program by program. I mean, uh, an agency by agency, because this, this involves um, hundreds of programs across dozens of federal agencies. And when you, and when you take a look at, at the individual programs, I mean, for example, the Department of Energy either be, is, is, is an entirely different entity today than it existed just two years ago. Um, and, and really reorganized itself around the infrastructure law to implement, you know, you know $60 billion of, of, of funding. Um, and so in, in an instance like that, and the Department of Transportation, another good example where they had to stand up um dozens of new programs, you know, year one was very much uh, the the federal government itself getting up to speed uh to, to implement the law. Year two, you know, the first time you had a really mature funding cycle and all the programs uh up to speed um and all the guidance out. And now here we are, you know, uh twenty twenty four and and year three again of five. Um, in most yeah. cases, of uh, those programs um, issuing uh, those those uh, those windows, and, and I want to make a point on infrastructure. You know, two thirds of the spending on the infrastructure law is actually you know, yeah. moved by block grant, which is just sort of big chunks of money that flows from the federal government uh, to to the states directly, uh, and then and then it becomes the purview of the state governments. You know how they spend those investments, but a third. Of the infrastructure law is uh what is called competitive discretionary money and 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 that's where we spend most of our time you know um helping um different entities compete for those discretionary dollars um and so it's, it's important Could you to give know me, paint a picture of like
0: a case study you don't have to name a, a client but just a case study of what that process looks like and How you guys manage that? something.
1: Sure. So I'll I'll give you two programmatic examples. You know, one, um, you know, the, the, there's there's um, um, like eleven billion dollars in 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 money in the infrastructure law for 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 essentially for clean water um, to replace yeah. every lead pipe in the country, uh, and that is money that is flowing through the Environmental Protection Agency. And that money is all flowing through existing funding mechanisms. They're called revolving funds, uh, the clean water revolving funds and the drinking water revolving funds. This is a long-established mechanism for the EPA to provide money to the states um, on that. that. That is exactly how that money is still moving, just at much larger scale, you know, billions more for, for that, but that's all just going to the states and state departments of public works and state you know, water agencies, et cetera. Executing on those um, versus, you know, the the Department of Energy's grid modernization program, where they're really trying to implement the the you know next generation improvements in in, in how we trans uh, you know energy transmission and resiliency and all those issues. Um, th- those are discretionary funds where really companies and and state energy agencies and and others are competing directly. For those dollars and applying to the Department of Energy, saying, "Hey, we have this project in Indiana um, to to improve, uh, you know, our, our our grid and modernize our grid," um, and they're competing against you know everybody else. To, uh, and, and the right. agency is deciding, you know, which projects are best and which are most worthy um, of funding in, in any given cycle.
0: The reason I ask it because I think it's important for folks to understand. what we talk, we're going to talk later about change if there's a change in administration and how those programs may be affected there's a lot of decision makers in the bureaucratic level figuring out where this money's going and how it's going to deploy uh in support of a much broader agenda um in this case an agenda that I think many of us support which is uh, addressing the climate crisis and rebuilding our infrastructure um so i want to flash forward to the ira now you know i'm going to use the grid as an example right The, the grid Modernization effort in the infrastructure bill is around $65 billion of dollars being moved out to modernize and expand the national grid. Well, you know, in the IRA, there's another almost 10 billion focused on building reliability, and resilience, in, for instance, rural areas, right? In the infrastructure bill for electric vehicles, there's like $7 billion for charging infrastructure. Uh, in the IRA, there's $2 billion driven for domestic manufacturing, right? So these sister project, these sister efforts are really clear. Um, you know, I, the infrastructure bill has $5 billion for uh, school buses, greening school buses. Uh, and, you know, there's efforts around ports, for instance, in the IRA. So on the IRA side, as you mentioned, we're really in the early innings uh, of this. Energy is very, a- energy policy in the U.S. is very driven by tax policy to date. You know, I think people, we there's a lot of transactions happening in the clean energy space. M&A last year Did slow down early, but it's starting to ramp back up the second half of the year. And we see 2024 being a year where there continues to be a lot of deal flow. But there still is a lot of uncertainty on these tax credits, right? So for folks to understand, you talk about the process of taking the ideas that came out in the legislation, the tax credit side, and actually get them into sort of written rules uh, and sort of where we are on, you know, in essence, like a tax credit.
1: Yeah, I, I think one, it, it, you alluded to it. I think it's critically important. You know, the, the Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA, it's a very different law than the infrastructure law. And as we just sort of talked about, I mean, the infrastructure law is just this massive infusion of, of federal dollars, you know, either flowing to the states or in this competitive discretionary bucket. But it really is, it's, it's, it's cash, you know, it's dollars directly invested in, in, in and around the country. Um, the Inflation Reduction Act is, is, um, part uh, federal grant money, in you know, federal dollars. Um, and, and, and we may call it half. I mean, uh, and 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 and, a, and half tax incentive. It's it's a it's a wholesale rewrite of many of the the the, the energy related portions of the tax code. Um, um, both on the production tax credit side, the investment tax credit side, um, uh, are where a lot of the action, uh, is. And, and although the IRA was passed in, in November of 2022, most of that tax guidance, um, which is just critically important and, and, and you know, very complex and very complicated and, um, and includes a lot of wholesale expansion of, 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 of benefits, a lot of that guidance just came out in the last two months and, and it pr- right. has proposed guidance. So I think one, one critical piece for our listeners, um, your listeners to, to, to be aware of is that, um, it's a really important moment right now with, um, a lot of that guidance that has come out of the Treasury Department and the IRS in November and December of, of last year is open for public comment right now. A lot of it through February, um, with the government saying, okay, We've spent almost a year thinking about this. Uh, we've we've had other agencies at the table with us. Um, we've solicited you know um, public comment from from industry and stakeholders and the environmental community, et cetera. And 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 here's what we think on you know the the, the hydrogen uh, production tax credit or the investment tax credit or the advanced manufacturing production credit. Um, um, this is our proposed uh, regulation. What do you think? Um, and I think that, you know, folks have got to be engaged in that process, because, you know, again, this is a, this is big stuff. It's complex stuff. This is the government taking a swing and expanding a lot of this for the first time doesn't mean they got it all right. Um, right. And, you know, hyd- the hydrogen PTC is a perfect example, very controversial subject about the role of blue hydrogen and green hydrogen. And, you know, is, is hydrogen production actually adding to greenhouse gas emissions, or is it not? And And these are all things that, you know, industry and 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 advocates, uh, you know, have to have a say in, uh, and so really encourage folks to be engaged now because because this is this is when these decisions are being made and when these r- rules and regulations are going to be finalized. Um, really yeah, critical. That's moment. one of the reasons I wanted to do this uh, this podcast now is because I feel like people need to understand that it, we should be all
0: be taking some action. It may be overwhelming, like not everyone's got a policy shop. But pay attention to SIA if you're part of the solar energy industry station, right? Or, um, you know, whoever, or hire a firm like Capital Council, where you can have someone that's tied into these conversations. And uh, there's a limited window to really influence them, and it's literally wide open right now. Uh, but we'll shut soon. In a lot of these Yeah, and, and
1: and you know, I, I, I'm sure some people will think, oh, like well, why bother providing public comment to the government? It'll never get read. Like, no, they, they read all of it. And, and one, one of the yeah. reasons why this process is taking so long is not just due to the complex nature of it, but but to the amount of input that had been received, you know, through the initial phases and, and stakeholder engagement. I mean, thousands of, of hours have gone into um, roundtables and, and industry stakeholder events, et cetera. So um, I do think they're taking all that input very seriously.
0: And by the way, you don't need to recreate your own comments. Part of
1: it is the willingness
0: to literally copy and paste a letter or sign on to a letter, uh, and just show that there is momentum, uh, around, a, a thought to the organ, you know, it's not, it, trust me, our, our opponents in the fossil fuel side are doing this, right? They have, they'll send out and a lot of them will send in the same comments. Um, you know, we should be taking similar actions on the clean energy side, uh, and voicing our, our positions really loudly
1: yeah there there are people on every side of one of these issues i mean they're they're that complex and comprehensive and 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 so yeah yeah I think you know you're you're if you're not providing comments, then somebody who may disagree with you very likely is uh and so again it just it just underscores the importance of of the moment we're in right now you know I mean literally the next sixty days uh on many of these um inflation reduction act um uh, tax credit regulations so uh two
0: two more questions, and then i'll uh one is around so both are around this upcoming year. I'm gonna put the election aside to the end, uh recognizing it's election year and it'll definitely affect the the speed and process of some of this. Um, but if if we looked forward in January of next year and had this conversation, look back, how is twenty twenty twenty-four, how's twenty twenty-four successful in implementing both the infrastructure bill and the IRA? Like what do you what does the world look like? Um, in 2025, around this time, that shows that we had some successes here.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, let's talk infrastructure first. I mean, again, I think the real opportunity this year is that we have two years uh, under our belt, and and folks can really now see what projects have been funded, um, and what haven't. Um, and for folks who have applied and not been selected, they they've they've received you know detailed agency feedback on why they were scored a certain way, and they can improve their applications and reapply. So. I think, um, um, and, and, and we certainly see that across the board. Um, but so the opportunity really is that you've got a third year, all these programs, you know, are really matured in the sense of up and running. They've got examples of, 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 of what they've wanted to fund and, and, and what those projects are looked at. And so folks can almost see case studies of, of, uh, of what's been successful and, and, and what hasn't, um. um on the inflation reduction act um you know again it's 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 the uh it, you've got many of the grant side um, um, programs uh, coming online um this cycle you'll have funding notices for, for some for the first time um and then again just the the importance of of the the, the 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 rulemaking process you know going from from proposed to to final and making sure that folks are engaged in that in that process and that'll take time I mean, Again, we, we've got these regs only out. The proposed regs only out in really in November, and many in December. Um, I mean, all the way down to the wire, the, the hydrogen PTC came out on December twenty second, uh, just right. three, three days before Christmas. Um, right. And um, uh, and and then the agencies are going to take all that feedback, and then they're going to go back and, and and rework and and, and issue um, uh, issue those those final regs, and so we'll. That'll that, you know that'll take us well deep into 2024 before we see some of those the, that final guidance and and, and how that's going to shake out. So I'm going
0: to take the listeners inside the White House for a second and and talk about the fact that as you said these days there's a reason a lot of stuff came out towards the end of the year. There is pedal to the metal by folks like John Podesta and others in senior executive roles in the administration who are. Recognizing the critical timing of getting these rules and regulations in place, so we can start to move on them. Uh, because there's also an understanding that if if there is a change in Congress or a change in administration, specifically forget change in change in Congress, they still got to pass legislation, but they can make your life miserable. Um, as uh, but they seem to be pretty inept right now. Anything um, in terms of the executive <laughs> branch, if there is a change in executive branch, uh, God forbid. What um, you know? What would that do? To affect the implementation of a law that's been passed by Congress, signed by the president, truly is the law of the land. But there's a lot of ways to slow roll and interpret what is is in there um, to the detriment of uh, like our industry and others.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I I'm I'm not so concerned on the infrastructure law. I mean, again, it was a bipartisan bill. Um, yeah, and and you know. Like as I alluded to earlier you know g- g- generations of, of leadership in Washington have, have, have tried and uh, to pass yeah. this and and and, and, and I, I think they all
0: want to cut ribbons they all want
1: to cut yeah ribbons. absolutely uh, you know yeah. the, putting politics aside at the end of the day you know are better roads and bridges and broadband and, and ports and everything is, is 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 good for the country and 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 the way that that law is was passed and, and authorized and appropriated um that's going to get almost spent down entirely there might be a little bit of one year left um when it, it, would there be a change in, in administration and i, I so i I don't, I don't think you'd see maybe that very very final year of 20 you know fiscal year 2026 or something they could attempt to claw back money or something but i, I again i just I, I i think topically and and then the bipartisan nature of of, of the importance of infrastructure investment I, I i don't sweat that too much the ira is a different story again remember this was a very partisan bill it's the largest climate investment in, in u.s history but it was passed on a democratic only vote through up through basically you know a, a procedural trick for lack of a better word called budget reconciliation um which allowed democrats to pass it on 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 a, on a party essentially a party line vote so there is no Republican love for, for the IRA. Um, it's becoming the new Obamacare. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. you, you know, were you to have a, a Republican, you know, president and a Republican administration, I, I think there is a lot they could do on the regulatory front um, through either, through either overt uh, action to try to re- rewrite regulations uh, because that that's the, what the executive branch does or, Frankly, just through benign neglect, uh, and 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 you know, both at an agency level, at a a leadership level, at a personnel level. Um, So, so the the IRA tax piece, you know, the regulatory piece, you know, is 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 of concern. I think an administration uh, who was opposed to those programs and opposed to those regulations would, could, and would you know, seek to, to to undo them, change them, um, damage them, um, et cetera. So uh, I, I, if these are important to you, it, it's all the more reason why one to, again, be engaged now um, so that these are taking hold and, and we're seeing the benefit to, to companies and to entities around the country um, as to the benefits they provide, but also so that they're baked in enough and that the investments are made in, in enough time that they become harder and harder and harder to undo. Um, yeah. If and when that day would come,
0: my challenge for the listeners is: if you want to get involved and you've never done this before, Rob and I have both been very involved in politics and campaigns, and we uh, we we know how to do it, whether it be fundraising or or uh, knocking on doors, et cetera. It's actually not that hard, and there's places to go. So groups like Clean Energy for America, uh, you should check them out. Also, the Environmental Defense Fund Action as uh, a C four that's helping to push forward the right policies that many of us support. So so, find a way to get involved this year because it's a critical campaign to continue to move forward the climate agenda and we all need to be taking action to do it
1: and maybe most importantly vote
0: <laughs> vote yeah absolutely vote um Rob, thank you so much uh for for doing this um you know would love to revisit this again in a year where we are uh, where we're continuing to talk about the progress here uh, towards twenty thirty do you sort of had any message for the audience on, on uh, you'd like to leave them with, what would it be?
1: Uh, I I think it's just don't be intimidated uh, by the scale and scope and complexity of this. You know, at the end of the day, it's really program by program regulation by regulation opportunity by opportunity um, and to break it down into those individual pieces is, is how you have to do it. Cause I mean, every, every program is different. um, Every regulation is different. Uh, and so, you know, with, where and what is important to you? It, it, I think it's critical to, to 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 drill down into the details um, of those individual aspects of it, and that that helps cut through the complexity uh, and and certainly the the scope of it. Um, but um, you know, uh, think about the infrastructure law. I mean, I think they've funded you know forty thousand projects across forty five hundred communities now. So. A lot of people are engaged in this and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. And if, if, if you haven't yet, it is certainly not too late um, and, and encourage you to look at the uh, the, the really transformational opportunities that uh, are ahead of us, not just this year, but in, in the years ahead.
0: And if they wanted to reach out to you guys to engage Capital Council, how would they best do that?
1: Yeah, um, or, or actually all of our information is on our website. We're, we're CapitalCouncil.com, um, capital with an O and Council C-O-U-N-S-E-L. Uh, but you can see all our information there, my, my email and, and contact information is there all on, on the website. And, and again, we live and breathe this stuff every day uh, on the implementation side and, and would be certainly um, more than happy to have uh, any conversation um, uh, with your listeners. Uh, and a friend of John is a friend of mine, so we, we welcome we welcome the conversation. <laughs> and when's
0: Navy finally going to be able to pull one off against Army? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man. So close. Yeah, so close. next year, next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> listen I've, as a bills fan i've been saying that for a long time so uh rob thank you so much for the time i appreciate it thanks to colleen young our, our producer for helping to put this together as always you can get more episodes at cleancapital.com uh, and, and please f- send your feedback on what you want to he- uh, hear us talking about in 2024 that's uh, a really exciting transaction, transitional year for for our industry and we want to be helping to lead that conversation thanks so much rob
1: Thank you, John, for your your leadership and your friendship, man. I appreciate all you do. Absolutely.